think Jesus is a good guy. But we have to make ourselves like Jesus. The goal of the Christian life is to be like Jesus. And it's not easy to be like Jesus. The scripture that one of the scriptures that Lindsay used last week and one of the scriptures in the video is Luke 9.23. Just in case you haven't gotten it yet, I'm going to read it again in a different version. This is from the message. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. Follow me, and I'll show you how. So in the video, it explains five ways to follow Jesus. Did you get them? <laughs> Anybody have remember one? Deny yourself. Deny yourself, take up the cross and follow. That wasn't on my list because it was here. So you have five more. <laughs> That's really good. That's right at the center, Charlotte. Right on. Better than me. Okay, five. Five more. Go to a solitary place and pray. And pray. Time with God, time in stillness. Be with those in need. Be with those in need. Keep with sinners. Keep with sinners. Loving the overlooked. And then in the end, do everything, all that you do, in, for. This is like one of the answers the kids give at the children's <laughs> service. Do everything that you have, everything that you do, do it. For the, in the name of, for the sake of, in the way of, Jesus. God and Jesus, those are the right answers. <laughs> so, those are things that we should do to follow Jesus, right? So, we're just going to do them, and then we'll be following Jesus, right? Um, I spent time with the needy today, check. I ate with sinners today, woo Got that off my list. Right? Oh, I found somebody who I gave money to, right? Check. I don't think following Jesus is about a to-do list. Following Jesus is not a chore. Last week, Lindsay talked with us about what you need to qualify as a disciple of Jesus, which is basically nothing because we're all qualified, and everybody who God ever called was underqualified, right? That's who God picks, the B team, right? Not the people who've got it all together, but the people like us who don't have it all together. And anything that we accomplish in our lives, anything that we achieve, any peace we gain for ourselves or for the world, is not because we're good followers of Jesus. It's not because we're good. 
because God has done something through us. And that's not that different, but quite different than following well is being open. You might do the same exact things, but you do them in a different way. So as we're trying to figure out how to follow Jesus, one of the places we can look to figure out how to do that is the Bible, because people, well, stories about Jesus are in the Bible, and stories about people who follow Jesus were in the Bible. So today I have um, some verses to read to you from the book of Galatians, which is a letter that Paul wrote to the Christians in Galatia. And this was in the time after Jesus had lived, after Jesus had died, after Jesus had left them and gone to heaven. And so they were trying to figure out how to follow Jesus without Jesus around, like we are. So I'm going to read in Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 <coughs> through 6. Let me put this question to you. All right. How did your new life begin? Was it by working your heads off to please God? <coughs> or was it by responding to God's message to you? Are you going to continue this craziness? For only crazy people would think that they could complete by their own efforts what was begun by God. If you weren't smart enough or strong enough to begin it, how do you suppose you could perfect it? Did you go through this whole painful learning process for nothing? It's not yet a total loss, but it certainly will be if you keep this up. Leave it to Paul. He gives things kind of, you know, lightly. <laughs> be in big trouble if you don't follow my advice, he says. Answer this question. Does the God who lavishly provides you with his own presence, his Holy Spirit, working things in your lives you could never do for yourselves, does God do these things because of your strenuous moral striving or because you trust him to do them in you? Don't these things happen among you just as they happened with Abraham? He believed God, and that act of belief was turned into a life that was right with God. <clears throat> we don't accomplish things because we are great people. We don't achieve greatness because we are great. I know the various things in my life that I have felt good about accomplishing or achieving or arriving at, when I actually look back at what happened to get me to that point, there are people and miracles along the way that had nothing to do with my own efforts. Absolutely nothing to do with my own efforts. And on the same 
on a different view, there are things that I imagine never being able to accomplish ever. Alan and I have felt that here in this place in Portland. And the things that we thought would be impossible have been made possible and things that we never even imagined happening have been any have been greater than anything ever we could have possibly thought we could have achieved. That's the way God works. It's not because we're good. It's because God works through us. So these are good things to do and good things to remember, but how do we remember them? What keeps us following Jesus in the grind of our daily lives? So there's a few things that I have learned or am learning that I want to share with you today. One of the things I just learned through this book, not a fan, which is what we're using in this series, but it's something that... Um, I've heard of in other ways, but he frames it in a new way. It's just breathing. Breathing out those things that hold us back. Those things that stand in our way. And this is like when you realize that they're standing in your way, you breathe them out. Right then, in that moment, you breathe them out. And you breathe in the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is with us each and every day, and if we breathe it in, it can change those things that stand in our way. And so when we realize we're being selfish, or we're being petty, or we're being angry, or whatever it is, we breathe it out. And we breathe the Spirit. And if we do that enough, maybe it would actually work. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Breathing. It's as simple as breathing. Spiritual breathing. Another thing that I think helps us follow Jesus is spiritual friends. People that we can talk to about our journeys, about our desire to follow Jesus, about our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. Because we need someone to check in with, because the things that we think in our heads sometimes don't make sense. The ideas that seem so grand until they come out of our mouths can be really kind of harebrained, right? There's things that we think internally that seem really great until you actually share them with someone. So I'm really grateful for my spiritual friend, Alan. <laughs> because he's usually the one that I check with about by ideas before I act on them or before I fully think them out. And sometimes I don't always check in, but when I do, it's for a reason because there's something in me that thinks maybe there's something not right about this thought that I have or this plan that I have. And so then when I actually say it, sometimes I'm really invested in these things and sometimes I'm just sort of invested. But when I say them out loud and Alan says, what? <laughs> Why do you think that's a good idea? Or sometimes he says, um, maybe you could think about that a little more and do that later. 
Or maybe he says, so what's the ultimate goal? Like, why do you want to do this? What are, what are we aiming to achieve? And usually in that moment, that first moment, I'm really not very grateful. <laughs> I'm mostly just irritated. <laughs> because I don't really like to have my ideas shot down. Do you? But I've found in this process that some of my ideas are actually just not very good. And so they should be shot down because they don't, I will be better off, the world will be better off, other people will be better off if I don't think those things or do those things. And so sometimes it takes me a minute, or sometimes it takes me an hour, or sometimes it takes me a day to be grateful for my spiritual friend who helps me to see and think more clearly. I think and by the, the way, it's mutual. <laughs> it's not one-sided. <laughs> yes, that's true. I like to shoot down your ideas. <laughs> I think it's true for our ideas and our actions. I think it's also true for the ways that we think about Jesus and who Jesus is and what Jesus is about. And when we talk with that, about someone who's journeying with us to be more like Jesus, we're more like to we are more likely to actually both become more like Jesus. And that's why we all need spiritual friends. Another way that I think we walk, that we become more like Jesus in our daily lives is by study and the exploration of the stories of Jesus of his life, and the stories of people who followed Jesus. A lot of them aren't here. And there's some really great ones because there's been a lot of time between when this was written and today. And so people for 2,000 years since this was written have been following Jesus. And so they have a lot to teach me too. And I can learn a lot by reading it on my own. Because they learned a lot, and I can read that and learn a lot. And I can learn even more when I do that with other people. So when I sit down intentionally to read at a Bible study or a book group or some kind of life community or any other group that's gathered to learn how to follow Jesus, transformation happens. And we all become more like Jesus. The last thing that I'm learning in how to follow Jesus is to be slow to act and quick to help. Sometimes those seem like opposites. But I find in the big things, or the things that I make big, I need to slow down. And I need to make them not quite as urgent as I thought they were. At least for a little while. Because I don't know about you, but I make things into crises. <laughs> like, this has to be done right now! Right? Or I have to get this all together or something. You know? Those things that we make really important in the moment. <clears throat> actually aren't. Many times. Not always. But many times, the things that we make really important 
in the moment aren't as urgent as we thought they were. And at the same time, I'm presented with opportunities to help an individual or a group accomplish something or fix something. And usually, I have to act quickly to do that. And I have to let my plans go in order to be helpful to somebody else. So in both these things, I learned that my agenda, my plan, the things that I thought were important actually become not as important as somebody else's needs or a larger group's needs. And I think that it's really a way of taking up our crosses and laying down our lives for the sake of our friends. When we make those things which were are urgent and important not as important, and when we make the needs of others more important than our own. Slow to act and quick to help. I'm working on that one, along with spiritual breathing. Ultimately, I think in following Jesus, we have to learn that it's not about us. It's not even about us being really good followers, but it's about being open to being guided by the Spirit of God that it is all around us and provides us with opportunities to spend time with people who think they're unholy and to connect with people who are overlooked and to spend time being quiet rather than doing. And in following Jesus in all these things, it's a daily choice, but it's not a to-do list. One more time. Jesus says, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. The goal of the Christian life is to be like Jesus. And it's hard, but it's possible, not because we're good, but because God is with us. May we know it every day and every moment as we breathe in and out. Amen. We're going to sing a prayer that Jesus would walk with us each and every day in our troubles and our joys in everything. Amen.